Hey, everyone. It's Pastor Mike. Before we get to today's episode, I want to encourage you with another one of our podcasts that take you deeper into God's Word. After listening here, please check out Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Amber's one of our bloggers and writers, and she's amazing at helping you navigate life's challenges by keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amber is a sister in Christ, really mature, really honest, really funny, a really good friend of mine, and I know she's going to encourage you with her message. Just search for Little Things wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So we're almost there. We've almost made it to Jesus taking bread and taking wine and, and starting the New Testament Lord's Supper. But before we get there, we, we've got to take a pit stop. We've got to look at how Jesus interacted with Judas. An incredible, merciful way that Jesus um, lovingly talked to him. Even though Judas is going to betray Jesus and Jesus knows this. He knows the suffering. He knows the death that's before him. But yet Jesus, who wants all to be saved, to come to a knowledge of the truth, cannot stop reaching out to him. And so Judas is in that room and Jesus, or Judas joins in with everyone else and says, Surely not I, Lord. I, I didn't do this. And yet Jesus knows that he did. Judas refuses. He absolutely refuses to admit his guilt and his wrong because he's, well, he's scared. And I guess I don't blame him. Do you know who's in that room? When you take a, a step back and when you look at who is in that room, of course, Judas is going to be terrified to admit his guilt. Now, let's pause for a second here. When you read the Bible, so often we read it just really quickly, the surface read. But don't do that. Put yourself in the room. See the sights, smell the smells, understand the depth of what is happening there. And the Bible opens up so much wider. In fact, the Bible says that if we wrote down everything Jesus did, there won't be enough books in the world to contain it. So the Bible's got to be written at this like 30,000 foot flyover. But don't leave it there. Because if you do, it'll seem like stories about those people back then as opposed to what it is. God's word for your life right now. All right, so let's put ourselves in the room. Let's be with Judas. And he's looking around and who's in that room? Well, there's James and John in that room. Do you remember what their nickname is? Their nickname is, of course, Sons of Thunder. And why? They got their feelings hurt. And one time when they were going telling people about Jesus at a different town, the town rejected them. And they said, Jesus, Jesus, can we call down fireballs of heaven to destroy the city? And so they got a bad temper. They're in the room. Peter's in the upper room. Peter, who just a couple hours later pulls out a sword and knife and tries to take out a whole mob by himself. Peter's in that room. You've got Matthew in that room, who used to be a tax collector. Now, tax collectors today is a lot of numbers crunching and computer software programs. Oh, but back in Jesus' day, if you're a tax collector, you got your taxes, you got your tax money by kind of being a mobster. It was a strong-armed and beat-you-up way to get money. So you kind of have almost like a mob boss in the room in Matthew. You've got Simon the Zealot in that room. The Zealots were, well, zealous for all things old Jerusalem. And if these disciples are still thinking Jesus is going to overthrow the Romans, well, then he is going to take out Judas before Judas can take out Jesus. And then scarier of all for Judas is Jesus. Because he knows his power. In fact, earlier this week, Jesus is walking and he sees a fig tree and he wants to get some figs off the fig tree and there's nothing for him there to eat. He curses the fig tree 
and it withers and dies. And so he's in that room. So Judas is, is terrified. Don't you get the same way? I do. When someone confronts me when I have messed up, when I've done wrong, I'm not quick to admit my wrong. In fact, I'm just like Judas. This is what we do. We tend to either deflect what we've done wrong, we project onto others, or we just reject, saying, whoa, I, I didn't do that. And you see all of that in Judas. Judas is trying to deflect. It goes, whoa, surely not I. He tries to project onto others by joining in with that fight that's happening over who is the greatest. Attention on them <laughs> isn't attention on me. And Judas flat out rejects and says, whoa, no, I didn't do it. But Jesus is lovingly coming to Judas. When you read this account, the other disciples don't even know it's Judas. Jesus so mercifully, so lovingly comes just to Judas, hoping he'll accept, not reject or deflect or he wants him to accept what he's done wrong. If you're struggling and if you got hurt and you got pain in your life, do you know why? It's because you've projected onto others. When someone else confronts you and you're saying, you go, Who, how dare you? Who are you to? You know what you're doing? You're projecting and not accepting. And you're going to live in that pain and live in that hurt. If you deflect and go, oh, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> All these other people are doing it. And so it's socially acceptable. So it's got to be okay with God. You're not going to be okay with God. If you flat out reject and say, whoa, no, that isn't me. When you know that it is, you're just trying to save face or feel better, you in the long run will not feel better. That pain, that hurt is there. And so Jesus lovingly calls you out. Jesus lovingly calls me out with parents and teachers and bosses and spouses and kids and friends. When that happens, don't be like Judas. Instead, accept. Accept the responsibility. God, I've I have sinned, and God, I have done wrong, and God, I am so, so sorry. And you repent. Don't just feel bad. Repent. Judas had remorse. Oh, he had such deep remorse. After Jesus got executed and Jesus got killed, Judas threw the money back inside of the temple. I want nothing to do with this. He had remorse, but he didn't have repentance. And so he had guilt. And he destroyed himself. If your life is hurting and in pain, don't just feel badly. Don't just have remorse. Have repentance. And know that when you confess your sins to God, that God's love for you, God's forgiveness for you will never end because God's forgiveness is immediate and permanent and given to you. That's what Jesus was trying to give to Judas. But Jesus can give and does give to you. Let's come back tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to finish this up. We are going to look at Jesus starting the New Testament Lord's Supper. You don't want to miss it. I'll give you the details on a special meal that they ate and give you the gift of what God gives to you. I'll see you then.